Welcome to the Happiness Podcast. I'm Dr. Robert Puff. Have you ever dreamed of winning the big lotto and thinking of all the ways your life will change if you win? I think a lot of listeners can relate to this. And wouldn't it be great to get all that money and our lives would change, correct? Well, actually not. So what happens? We win all that money. We should be better, right? We should be happier. We'll finally get everything we wanted and things are just going to go great. But why isn't that true? Well, let's explore that today and how it all works. Well, the first question we may ask is, how do we know they're not happier? Well, because it's a pretty interesting segment of our society, we've done a lot of studies on them. We have them evaluate how happy they gauge themselves before they won the lotto, how happy are they right afterwards, and how happy are they a month, six months, several years afterwards. And guess what we find? That after a little while, sometimes months, they're back to the level of happiness that they were at prior to winning the big lotto. Surprised? Now, what may surprise you is this. We've also looked at people who get paralyzed and can't walk anymore. And we look at how happy were they before they got paralyzed, how happy were they right afterwards, and how happy were they several months later. And guess what? They go back to their level of previous happiness too. Hmm, that's pretty interesting. So here's what we've learned. People have what's called a set point for happiness. What is that? It's basically this. Think of a thermostat inside of us that says, okay, I'm a very happy person or I'm a very depressed person. Whatever our set point is, whatever our thermostat says we are, when the temperature gets changed, like winning the lotto or like breaking our backs and not being able to walk anymore, at first we'll have a pretty intense reaction to that. But with time, we go back to our level of happiness that it was set at throughout our lives. We can change it which of course this podcast is all about changing it, but it's pretty much going to stay the same throughout our lives if we don't do things to change it. Now, why is that? Why do we have a set point for happiness? For most people, it really boils down to one thing. It's called hedonistic adaptation. What is that? Well, if you don't know, hedonism is basically the concept of doing what we want and having a really good time, just feeling good as much as possible. That's what hedonism is. So if you're like me and you have a sweet tooth, it'd be like eating candy all day long and that's all you eat because it just tastes good and I just want to eat all the candy I can get. That's what hedonism is. Just doing it for the sake of feeling good right now. But we all know what happens when we eat food, particularly our favorite food or whatever it is. That first bite is delicious. The second bite is good. The third bite is Okay, but after a while, it's just like any other food, and it can even be blah if we get too much of it. So we can indulge, but after a while, our bodies get used to that indulging. We adapt to our hedonism. Because of our internal set point for happiness, whatever we do, no matter how wonderful it can seem at first, we do get used to it, we adapt to it, and it isn't that thrilling anymore. I'm sure we can all think of examples of this. Let me give you one. Think of a guy, a young guy, who really wants a car. He doesn't have a lot of money, so he saves up, and finally he purchases that first car. He is ecstatic. He is thrilled. But after a while, he looks around and he says, Oh, other people have a lot nicer cars than I do. 
Lanya's an old beater-upper. Hmm, it's nice, but I'm used to it now. I wonder if I could get something better. His car hasn't in any way added to his happiness. There was a thrill there at first, but now he just goes back to his level of happiness he had prior to getting his car. And his next focus is getting a new car, because now he has a job. And he finally gets a new car, and he loves it. But again, he adapts, and he says, well, there are nicer cars than this one. I'm going to save up a lot of money, get an increase in my salary, and get a nice car. So he saves up, and finally he gets that luxury car. It's awesome. He loves it. People are so impressed for a few weeks. And then he adapts to that car. And then he's off to the next one, and the next, and the next. It just keeps going. It's never enough. Because we adapt. We very much adapt to whatever we're given. We go back to our set point of happiness. Things don't change it at all. Let me just use another example. It's a silly one, but it's a true one. When I was in graduate school, I was poor. I was really poor. But I did work at school and I had a little money that I could save. And once a month, I would go out to eat to the local Burger King. Yes, I would go out there. And it was the best meal I had all month. It was so good. And you can probably imagine, I probably have had a little bit different, perhaps better food than that, since I'm a little bit older now and make a little bit more money than back then. But the experience of that Burger King food was really good at the time. It was exciting. It was great. And now when I go out at different restaurants, it isn't more exciting. I mean, I've spent a little bit for meals, more than Burger King, and the food wasn't experientially better. The experience was just as good then as it is now. We do adapt. And this hedonistic adaptation can really affect us in all areas of our lives, even love. Let's say we're not very happy. Life isn't going well for us, but we finally meet our soulmate and we marry them and we're so excited. But within time, that excitement is going to start passing away and we're going to go back to our level of happiness And we're going to adapt to what's going on and not be happy anymore. That love is going to change because we're going to adapt to it. So hedonistic adaptation is something really important for us to understand because it's going to change our lives. Once we understand that externally, whatever we're pursuing, whatever we're going after, whatever experiences we have, they're in the short run and especially in the long run, going to have very little impact on our level of happiness. They're just not going to matter. Let me prove this to you too. I'll make you a scientist and go ahead and prove it. Do one of two things. Go to the closest university by you that has a big name to it. It's considered one of the best schools in your country. And go there. Walk around and see if everyone there is happy, smiling, and having a great time. Are there frowns and people are kind of depressed? Not that they have to be depressed. But I can guarantee you the level of happiness there isn't going to be better even though they're at the premier school in your country. Or, if you can't do that, try this one. Go to the nicest area where you live, the nicest, most expensive area in your community, and drive around and just sit and watch. Watch people come out and live their lives and see, are they smiling, are they happy, and everything's going great? Are there frowns there too? People look kind of depressed, they look stressed. It's a test that we can all do. Or here's one last one you can try. The next time you fly and you walk through the business or first class, look at people, really look them in the eye and see, are they happy because they're in that first class seat and you're going back to economy? 
Probably not. So if we have a set point for happiness, and if we adapt to pleasure, how then do we live our lives well? Well, if it's true, if I've convinced you that things aren't going to make you happier, events aren't going to change your level of happiness, and you're going to adapt to things, and then let your level of happiness is going to stay the same, then that means we got to really think about our goals and what we're doing with our lives right now. Because unfortunately, we spend a lot of energy and time working towards things that aren't going to make any difference. We think they are, but they're not. We may be working really hard to get into that great school right now. We may be working super hard to make enough money to buy that great home and that great community. We may be killing ourselves and causing ourselves a lot of stress so that we can fly first class. But if we believe and deeply understand it's not going to make any difference, that's going to change the way we approach life. We're going to approach it very differently because we spend a lot of time working towards things that aren't going to make any difference. And once we get them, we spend a lot of energy keeping them and they don't make us any happier. It's so important to understand hedonistic adaptation because once we understand it, it's a life changer. We spend so much time working towards things that aren't going to make any difference and it exhausts us. We get, we get tired, we get worn out, we get health problems, we get all kinds of problems because we're working towards goals that aren't going to make any difference. Now, the classic thing I've heard probably a thousand, ten thousand times over the years that people say in response to this is, I'll do it differently. If I win that lotto, it's going to be different. If I get my doctorate, it's going to be different. If I make all that money and live in that beautiful home, it's going to be different. It's not. Stop deceiving ourselves. It's not. But there's great freedom here too. Now we can do things because we want to. Not because of some goal off in the future, but because right now, that sounds like fun. That sounds like something worthy of doing that will put a smile on our face. We really will live very different lives when we live just to live and realize that whatever we do, that what we need to focus on is not having thrills because they're going to pass and we'll adapt back to our level of happiness, but to focus on living well now and then working towards changing our set point of happiness. But I have some good and bad news for you. The good news is we can change our set point to happiness. We can. There's some specific things we can do to raise it so that we are overall happier and living a better life. The bad news is I'm going to talk about it next week. But never fret. There's so much we can do with the information from this week's podcast. This is a life changer. Once we realize external things aren't going to make any difference on our level of happiness, we're going to make a lot different choices in life. We've got to ask ourselves, am I doing this to be happy because it won't work? Or am I doing this because I like it? I enjoy it. This is fun. Once we begin to say that, that's a life changer because a lot of things we work towards are not going to lead to happiness and it's going to begin to change our lives and what we're doing with our lives throughout the day. But we really, really have to believe that these goals that we're working towards aren't going to make any difference. They're not going to make us happier. We're going to get used to them. We're going to have hedonistic adaptation kick in very quickly. And no matter how exciting, how thrilling the goal is that we reach, we're going to adapt to it. So given that, let's really examine what are we working towards and 
Are we living well today? I mean, think of a professional goal. Think of someone who goes to school and they want to become a doctor because they like helping people. They love medicine. They're fascinated by science and they enjoy studying it. They enjoy the process of getting there and then they enjoy doing medicine. That's a pretty win-win combination. Those are good goals. But think of someone else that does it because they want to be prestigious and they want to make a lot of money, but they hate medicine. They hate all the schoolwork. They just want to have a good time and have people really like them. That's not a very good goal because they're going to probably get those things. They're going to get money and people are going to be impressed by them, but it won't make any difference to the happiness. So that's why it's important to really understand today's episode so that as we live life, we're making choices that understand this concept and that we're living well because when we reach our goals, it may not make any difference. And most importantly, we should enjoy getting towards our goals and enjoying the process of arriving there all the way to the end. And there's one other thing we can think about too. When we make choices, like a purchase for a new car, a new home, whatever it may be, and now we realize it's not going to make any difference to our happiness, let's decide, is it worth it? Is it worth it for us to make that choice? Will it cause us stress and anxiety? Because it's a lot of money, and it causes us stress and anxiety to make that money. Instead, we should say, Is it worth it? Because in the end, it's not going to make us happier. That expensive car payment every month isn't going to make us happier. So perhaps we'll get a lesser car payment or perhaps we'll get a more modest home because not having the stress and enjoying life really does add to our happiness. But having stress to reach goals that don't make us happy or to maintain things, it may be time to really reassess our lives and where we're putting our time, money, and energy towards so that we can have beautiful, happy lives. Thank you for joining me on the Happiness Podcast. If you are enjoying these podcasts, you can leave a review on iTunes or go to happinesspodcast.org. That's happinesspodcast.org. You'll see an icon there called Testimonials. Just click on it, and you can leave reviews there. Until next time, accept what is Love what is. I love helping people improve their lives. I really deeply believe that all of us can have beautiful lives if we work at it. But it is work. And that's why I create this podcast, to help people improve their lives. But the other thing I do, which you may not know, is that I love speaking in person to people. I do this two ways. One is through my private practice, but the other way is through being hired by companies to come in, spend a half day or a day, giving a three-hour workshop, helping the employees improve. And when their lives improve, they're better employees, and the overall culture of the company is enhanced too. Because even if we are successful working for a company, and we're getting paid well, and everything seems to be okay, if we're not happy, or if the culture of the company isn't positive, It's going to wear on everyone, including the employees. And if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that there are very specific things that we can do to improve that. And that's what I love doing is helping people improve their lives. So perhaps if you have a company or if you work for a company and you're interested in bringing me in, then perhaps just consider bringing me in and let's work together to improve the overall culture of the company so that everyone can be there with a smile. If you're interested in learning more about this, just go to 
www.successbeyondyourimagination.com. That's successbeyondyourimagination.com. Peace.